welcome to The Jim Roman Show, where we help you build a better business to build a better life with your host, Jim Roman. Are you ready for the next quarter? Are you ready to finish the year off strong? In this episode, I wanna share with you what I'll be talking to my clients about on helping them take the next three months and finishing the year off strong. Whether you're on track, off track, or exhausted, there are five things that I would be looking at so that I can finish the year off strong and position yourself better for next year. So let's jump into it. So one of the first things when I talk to my clients at this time of the year, the fourth quarter, is number one, I want them to remind themselves what are they ultimately trying to accomplish, create, or build. You hear me said in previous episodes that every 90 days you should take time off, but also every 90 days you should be reflecting, are you on track or off track or exhausted? Regardless of if you're on track, off track, or exhausted, what I'd be thinking about is reminding myself to encourage myself, what am I ultimately trying to accomplish, create, or build? I want to remind myself, why do I do what I do, my purpose and passion? I want to remind myself, where am I headed beyond the business? What do I want to be doing for fun? What am I trying to create for my family and for myself? This is a perfect time as you begin a new quarter or end a new quarter. It's always good to reflect on your why and your where you're headed. I, re, I find when I am able to revisit my purpose and passion, it pushes me through the tough times. When I revisit my purpose and passion, it pushes me to the finish line. And so my question to you is, are you taking time now to reflect what are you ultimately trying to accomplish, create, or build? When's the last time you checked in with yourself to see if you are in touch with your purpose and passion for your profession or product? And then finally, where do you want to be beyond the business? What are your dreams and aspirations? I always like to start off the quarter asking my clients these questions because it resets their mind, resets their energy, resets them altogether. So that's one of the first things that I'd be talking to my clients as we begin a new quarter. Second thing that I do is I let them know that it's not too late. You can catch up or even get ahead. I find a lot of times that people are at a place where they're not even close to the goals they set in the beginning of the year. Forget that those goals in the beginning of the year were unrealistic. I don't know about you, but if I'm not reaching my goals, I sort of get down and depressed. But it's not too late to catch up. You still got three more, mo- three more months left in this quarter to be able to get ahead. It reminds me back in the day when I used to own two BNI franchises in Virginia, and I would want to do my best to sell the most uh, as, as best as I can. And I would work my butt off until the 30th of the month or the 31st. And I would hit my goals, which was just awesome. But the problem was I was exhausted, so exhausted that I was out of commission for three to five days later. And then after I recuperated from all that energy I spent from the previous month trying to hit my goals, uh, it would be the third or the fifth and I'd be behind for the month. I'm like, oh my God, I'm behind for the month already. Forget that I just had a best month ever last month, but now I'm behind this month. And I realized that I kept on doing that and doing that and I kept on being behind and exhausted and behind and exhausted. I said, I need to do something different. So I played a game with myself where I'm going to achieve my goals, my sales goals in this case, by the 25th of the month. That if I didn't reach the goals by the 25th of the month, oh, time's up. I'm now moving on to the next month. An interesting thing happened when I did that. When I shoot for my goals by the 25th, a lot of the times I would hit them by the 27th. And guess what? That counts for the month. Then it would give me three days ahead to work on the next month. And so I started working on the next month and I started building up momentum so that I never burnt out again. 
Well, now I apply that principle in my life in, when it comes to the year. Now we're in the third, going into the fourth quarter. If I'm off track, that's okay. I'm going to start working on getting on track. Or if I'm ahead of this, this year, then I'm going to start working on next year. There's something about resetting yourself by looking at your purpose and passion, your dreams and aspirations, but at the same time looking at your goals, whether you're on track or off track, that you still have time to get across that finish line. So if it were me and I were you, regardless of where you are, look at the next 90 days, the next three months as a chance to get on track, get ahead, or crush your goals. Go beyond and above them ever before. I find when you do these two things, you get more energy, you get more done, and you become more successful. I find, again, a lot of times if I start working on, <laughs> you know, you might, you might be thinking right now, well, heck with it. I'm just going to give up on this year and work on next year. Guess what? That's awesome. I've done that. I remember a couple of years I've done that where, yeah, I've just given up on this year. I know it's only October 1st, but I'm going to start working on next year. And guess what? By the time I got to next year, this year turned out pretty good versus pretty bad as of October 1st. So again, this is a little game that I play with myself and with my clients that no matter where you are, you still have three months left in, the, in, in this game. You have you know 90 more days to get ahead, get on track, or to accomplish something. So I just wanna encourage you to consider that. Third thing that I'll be talking to my clients this quarter is having enough cash reserves. Everything that's going on in the world, I've talked about in previous episodes, we even had an inflation panel a couple of months ago, is that we need to have enough cash in the bank for the tough times. With inflation being the way it is, pricing going what it is, I'm encouraging you to have 8 to 10% of your revenues in the bank. Why is that? Some of you are still operating from last year's revenue goals. For example, if you did $300,000 of revenue last year and you plan on doing $300,000 this year, you're going to be behind 8 to 10% because costs have gone up at least 8 to 10%. So if it were me and I were you, I would start socking money away, which you should do anyway in any economy, but to have enough cash reserves to save up so that if you need it for opportunities that come across your desk, you have a bill unexpected that comes, you can cover that. So if you're doing $300,000 last year, add 30,000 to that. If you're doing a million, add 100,000 to that. That way, you'll at least make as much as you did last year or maybe even more. I don't talk about this enough, and I think so often when we think about putting cash in the bank that this could be working for me, well, guess what? That cash will be working with, for you when you need it. You don't have it, you, you, you'll, you'll uh, regret it. So I would encourage my clients to have enough cash reserves, at least 10% more of revenue or profit, depending on your industry that you're in, setting aside so that at the end of the year, you have a, a uh, you have a fund for something in the future, and that's pretty powerful and pretty positive. I like to say. Number four, never stop bringing in business. I cannot reiterate this enough. Remind my clients to never ever stop bringing in business. Whether you're having too much business, having little business. Always bring being in the business is a key principle to success. Some of the most successful businesses in the world always, always, always bring in business. Now, a lot of you are saying, oh, Jim, I have too much business. How am I going to handle more business? Well, I would say figure it out like everyone else does that's that successful. Or instead of bringing in tons of business, bring in enough business to maintain the business. But don't do what a lot of small businesses do. Stop bringing in business because they can't handle it anymore or they have too much to do. 
That's just a, that's just a, a, a formula for failure. I'll, I'll give an example of this. I remember back in the day when I had my BNI franchises. Uh, for those of you who don't know what BNI is, it's a referral organization around the world uh, where there are referral groups to help each other grow their businesses. And there was a point in my franchise business where I was getting at least seven referrals. Oh, was it seven? No, it was three referrals a day. I was getting three qualified referrals a day, 15 a week, and I couldn't handle them all. So I went to my mentor and I said to my mentor, what do I do? What do I do? I know not to stop marketing because that would be detriment to my business in the future. And that we had a conference coming up and she says, well, talk to some of the successful directors. And I remember talking to Jerry Schwartz from Maryland, one of the top directors at BNI at that time. And I said, Jerry, I have a problem. I'm getting three qualified referrals a day. I have to call every one of them. I got to try to place them. I have this is major problem. And Jerry looked at me and he said, I don't see the problem. I would love to have that problem. I said, well, I can't handle it. He says, well, find somebody who can help you handle it. Find somebody who's network marketing, not making much money, wants to make additional money, wants to grow their group and pay them to handle your leads, your referrals. And that's exactly what I did. And I can't thank Jerry enough. And Jerry, if you ever hear this episode, I thank you because I am where I'm at today because I never stopped bringing a business. I figured out how to handle the business that was coming in and it took me to the next level. Awards, I, I had many awards. I made a lot of money because I solved that problem. So again, humanistically, if that's even a word, we want to stop the flow of business coming in because we can't handle the pressure, the, the stress that comes with it. I say, reach out to us at Business Owners Institute and we can help you coach you through that. Never stop bringing a business because you never know when you're going to need that business uh, now or in the future. Solve that problem. Don't stop that problem like I almost did many, many years ago. One more note on that I, I should share with you about bringing a business. I shared in a previous episode that what I'm finding in regards to bringing a business, for some of us, it's not a bringing a business issue, is a follow-up issue. Following up on the leads and the referrals that we get, following up on the prospects that we speak to. I think right now in, in this economy, what's happening that the sense of urgency has gone down but the need is still there. Let me say that again. The urgency has gone down, but the need is still there. For example, in the real estate, there are a lot of people who need a house, but they're not in a hurry given where interest rates are going. In property management, which I do a lot of work there, there are a lot of people who are looking to lease out their house, but not right now. They're doing the homework to find out what it takes to lease a house from a professional property management company in the next two to three months, but they're not doing it now. And then some of the people that I'm talking to, the prospects who want coaching on how to get their business to the next level, they want to go to the next level, but not right now. They're getting ready to go to the next level, but not right now. So part of that, bringing a business piece of the puzzle for some of us is more of just follow-up, 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 where in the past, we didn't have to follow up. It just happened. And so I think in, in the, the way the economy is shifting, the environment is shifting, follow-up is going to take a little bit longer and so for some of us who don't have enough business, maybe that's something you need to consider and add that in. So just to add a note to number four, to never stop bringing in business. And then finally, number five, the, the, the last thing that I'm talking to my clients, regardless of where they are, whether they're on track, off track, exhausted, overwhelmed, too much on their plate, it never stops when you need to do the next thing. And that is to take one step at a time, one bite at a time. I'd say to my clients, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you run a marathon? One step at a time. How do you get ahead? One action at a time. 
So if it were me and I would do, I would consider writing down all the things that you have to do and prioritize them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and focus on the first three to five things. Start there, take a bite out of those before you worry about the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth thing. Let me give an example that I was just talking to a client this morning who has at least five things on their plate and they're all over the map trying to get all of those five things done. And let's just say it's marketing, it's managing, and it's maintenance. And so I said to them in the marketing piece of it, what are the three to five things that are most pressing? I don't know. And I said, okay, I'll wait. And so I waited till they told me the three to five things that are pressing in marketing. And before we went any further, I moved on to management. What are the three to five things in managing your business that needs to get done that's important to you? Let's write those down. And then final piece of it is maintenance business. What are the three to five things for that maintenance business that need to get done? Write that down. And so part of the overwhelm is that it's in our heads and not down on paper. And then it's not organized in our minds or on paper. And that is where I believe we get overwhelmed and uh, just it takes the best of us. So in doing this exercise, I find that when you can get it down on paper first and then problem solve it second, it makes a world of difference. Another example, using myself, I have a whiteboard in my office and the categories that I'm managing on a regular consistent basis, number one is my spirituality. What are the three to five things that I can do to make sure that I am connected to my creator, God, uh, so that I can be able to do that and making sure that I'm doing those three, no more than five things. The second area that I'm, uh, I'm managing or monitoring is my physicalness, my physical nature, uh, losing weight, eating right, uh, keeping myself healthy. I find if I'm spiritually strong and physically strong, then it helps me become financially strong and do the things I need to do that. So financially, uh, element, the financial elements, what are those three to five things? For some of you, it's paying down debt. For others is to uh, buy certain things that you need for your family. And so putting those three to five things financially that you need to work on or put in place, again, it makes a big difference. Then there's relationally, organizationally, my business, and community. Um, and then personally, what are some of the things I want to do personally for myself? And so the purpose of this exercise for myself is that I'm putting down these categories, once again, just for those listening and want to write this down. And if you're driving, do not write this down. But the first category I'm monitoring, the three to five things that are most important are spiritual, physical, relational, financial, organizational, community, and personally. So that way it's no longer in my head, it's down on paper, and then I can take one bite at a time, one action at a time, one category at a time. And I've been doing this literally for the last six months, I've been super focused, and I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm connected spiritually, I'm physically fit, I am at my weight goal, I'm going to the gym consistently, I just ran a 5K this weekend and did my best time ever, Relationally, I'm moving that forward patiently. Financially, I'm probably in the best financial place I've been in three years since moving to Florida, where I now live. Organizationally is the next thing that I'm working. Community, I volunteered for a wonderful charity called Miles to Go this weekend. It's an awesome organization. That's where I did the 5K. And then personally is what I'm going to start working on this weekend because it's the end of the quarter. So, I rambled on a little bit there, but I think it's super important that no matter where you are this time of the year, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, et cetera, how you get to the next level, how you build up momentum is one step at a time, one bite at a time, and in this case, one action at a time. 
Give yourself permission not to get everything done because you're human. Let me say that again. Give yourself permission that you're not going to get everything done because you're human. One bite at a time. So these are the things that I'm talking to my clients this time of the year. It's not too late to get on track, to get ahead, and to get to that finish line. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions, comments, or thoughts that you have about this episode or previous episodes, as always, if there's any content you want us to cover, uh, we would love to hear that. Just email me at questions at askjudermanroman.com. And again, finish the year strong. It's not too late. You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information, visit my website at jimromanonline.com or follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at jimromanonline.com. And you can email me at questions at askjimroman.com.